Um, calling Ortiz Gigantor throughout the whole film just seems really fucking mean. Well, I don't know if you were aware of this, but um, this was like in the research, but he's really fucking huge. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched Speed. Why'd you say it like that? I got a need for speed. This is a different movie. Um, So, this is like a movie I forgot how much I loved. Um, I expected, like I had high expectations for this film. But not this high. This film like blew me away. I was just and the fact the thing about this film is the fact that it could just keep you on the edge of your seat from the get go to like the last minute of the movie is amazing to me. It It's paced so well. There's like a couple over the top moments, but otherwise you're just like it's just it's just so well done for such like a. A stupid it's die hard on a bus is like how this movie is is obviously right. like was sold right um in fact to the point where uh mctiernan was asked to direct this and he was like I, I can't do that and he got um the person who directed this was his cinematographer on um on die hard, die hard yeah jan de bont and so yeah jan de bont what a name what a name um yeah, I mean, I from what I've read, not a lot of people had faith in this movie. Like, there was this moment that I I read that happened when um, Sandra Bullock was on a Rob Schneider film. Um, trying to do you off the top of your head? Do you know what movie Rob Schneider? It was like Demolition Man or something like that. Oh, it was Demolition Man. It was Demolition Man, and she was trying to explain to him like the plot of her new film. I think she just either got the part. And was, yeah, she was going to go in and uh, shoot it after Demolition Man. And he was like, well, that sounds like a total flop. And then there's like a lot of stories like that where like um, Keanu Reeves is talking to someone, even like Jeff Daniels. I read while on the um, production while shooting Speed was like, I have no faith in this movie doing well. Yeah, and then I guess he what saw a final cut and was like, um, "Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I think this will do okay." I who do you know what the production company actually went through with this? Was it Universal or Paramount? I think it was, I was Paramount. Like, I, th- I thought it was like Fox, but I can't remember. Maybe it was Fox. Um, I think they went to Warner Brothers to pitch this first, and Warner Brothers was like, "Nah." And then and then either Fox or Paramount, whoever ended up having it was like, yeah, we'll do it. But as long as, you know, certain like guidelines and they wanted like weird people for this movie, like instead of Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, they wanted like Jeff Bridges and um, uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Although I think the Ellen DeGeneres rumor was like that, that ended up not being true. Um they wanted Robert De Niro uh, in Dennis Hopper's role. And I just don't see it. Like, I was like, nah, who, wait, who'd you say again? 
it was going to be Jeff Bridges oh, right, right, right. Yeah, as yeah. Jack. And then it was going to be Robert De Niro as the villain in, in Dennis Hopper's role. And then Jan de Bont wanted Dennis Hopper because he was like, no one would expect the villain to look like Dennis Hopper. And I want I want the villain to like look like the most regular guy. I guess there you go. Yeah, I um, I mean, there was a lot of like different people that could have could have been cast in this, which I which I thought was was interesting. Um, I I read something too that you probably read as well that like the producers of this kind of figured out this was going to be a good movie when they were doing test screenings and like at one point they would see people as they're leaving to go to the bathroom like walking backwards so they could keep watching the movie. I would piss um, my pants. <laughs> it's an hour and 50 minutes. And actually, apparently they didn't even have the ending filmed yet. And so they, um, they like, they got more money based on the test screenings. Right. So <laughs> this movie is just like, you also have like, I think a lot of bigger name actresses kind of passed on this and this became like a big break for Sandra Bullock. Right. Like uh, Kim Basinger, Alyssa Milano, uh, Meryl Streep. I could see, out of all those the, those three names that you mentioned, I could the one closest that I feel I could have brought like the cuteness and yet like the um, seriousness to the role would have been Alyssa Milano. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I think she would have worked. Um, also, um, Holly Berry, but she she was quoted as saying that like I don't. You know, I don't think that it would have done the same thing for me as it did for for. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Sandra, like she she was like Sandra Bullock really just made it her own thing. Yeah, that's right. right. But I but I disagree with that. I think that Holly Berry like kind of would have been great in this. And I, I think so. I could see it. I could see it like a uh, like a James Bond era Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I just don't I don't really get like I, I get her point, but I also think that she would have kind of been like perfect in the role. Like I think like her her kind of style, I think, would have hit well in the like kind of funny, but also like the flirtatious thing that was going on. I think it would have worked now that the, like the you didn't really have like as many interracial like relationships shown like in movies as you do now back then and like studios were more worried about the blowback than now they're just tell people to go fuck themselves. But like, I think that may have been a consideration like mid nineties, early nineties. Um, in saying all of this, I think we should, uh, you know, kind of clarify to, to our audience that in, in setting all this up, the whole movie was about a $35 million budget and it made 10 times that amount. Uh, the world uh, wide box office ended up being around $350 million. And, you know, I think that's considered a win. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say David? Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, so yeah, so all those people who who had doubts that the movie would do well, all the studios that passed it up, all the actors who made fun of it, and all the actors who also passed it up, I think they're just regretting that quite a bit now. 
Well, uh, and we usually do all this at the end, but I think we can just finish it off now. So Michael Bay wanted to direct this, and at the time, this would have been his like first direct. You know, this would have been his directorial debut. Um, and then Quentin Tarantino actually passed on this, and he said afterwards that this is like one of his favorite movies from the '90s. So, um, you know, there's a lot of like a lot of that stuff going on. Also, uh, like a little bit of a smaller part, but the guy that plays Captain McMahon. Um, do you rec- have you seen Terminator 2? Obviously, right? Yeah, he's the guy that was going to build the machines, and then uh, Sarah Connor wanted to kill him, but then they had to save him, but then he died anyways. Yeah, I see. I see. I, I seen the movie. So anyway, he got that part because James Cameron recommended it for him off of that. Um, and like originally, I think Craig T. Nelson was going to get that part, but he couldn't get out of the show Coach. So, um, I think we should just jump into this. What did you think of the opening title sequence on the elevator? I was dying, dude. I was like, I and I forget how long title sequences at the beginning of movies used to be because they're nothing now. There's not even a title sequence in a movie. I mean, you know, I just uh, I, I, I am going to drop the fact that I just came back from Barbenheimer yesterday and you don't really realize how uh just useless and and foreboding a beginning title sequences until you <laughs> are like used to the modern era of mu- of movies to not have them and then you have to go back to the 90s and watch a movie and then it just has the longest one speed I'll tell you what though speed does not start out very fast for that title sequence at all Oh, and one thing I want to point out when we were we were talking earlier is like what a big break this was for Sandra Bullock and um, she then almost completely fucked it up by signing on to do Speed 2 when Keanu didn't. Right, like, right. That movie was like, it was, I it was like, it looked so bad that I don't even think I consider, I mean, I was only nine when, or no, I was like seven when Speed came out and then like a few years older when Speed 2 came out. And I just like, I don't even think people considered going to see it. One, because Keanu was not in it. And two, because it was like, it's Speed, but on a boat. It's just like the idea I think was just kind of this movie already kind of seemed farcical in certain spots, but it was like just plausible enough, I think, to work for people that um, to do that with the with the sequel. Um, I watching this movie for the first time today, like today, like I'm going to watch the entire thing. I realized how much I had seen this movie on TV and like my memory of it starts when they like all run into the building and they're like Keanu kind of volunteers him and Jeff Daniels to go check out the bomb. And so like the parts before that, where like the people are walking from their business meeting and the one guy like makes fun of the other guy for pressing the button and then fucking Dennis Hopper stabs a dude in the face, (laughs) all that. Like I was like, this is like the first time I've ever seen this. Like I don't remember any of this part well okay so dennis hopper stabbing that guy in the face maybe the reason you you don't remember that part is because that's the only scene um whenever this gets broadcast on television uh that's the only scene that's actually cut from the uh the movie it's pretty like grotesque i mean he stabs the dude in the ear like through his head yeah yeah uh the other thing too that i found hilarious is that they basically foreshadow the bus jump with Keanu jumping in the car on the way to like, you know, like, oh, speaking of foreshadowing, um, 
they foreshadow uh, them getting the passengers off the bus in like the right time as they're getting the passengers off of the elevator in the beginning. That's a huge like those two scenes mimic each other as far as like suspense goes um, perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I um, I it. The 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 elevator part of it to me, I when you think of this movie, I was like, oh, they're on that bus for like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> right. And looking, I, I timed it out a little bit now because it was like I was watching this movie. And I was like, we're twenty five minutes in, and we just got these fucking people like off this elevator and like see Dennis Hopper in the bottom. Also, not to be mean, because Dennis Hopper is also like past uh, thirteen years ago, which is crazy because I didn't realize it had been that long. But um, when he like, he almost reminds me of the penguin when he's waddling away after Jeff Daniels gets shot at the bottom of the <laughs> elevator. He's like, like walking into the other room just to like have it explode. Um, but yeah, so the the elevator is the first twenty five minutes of this movie is that scene, and my big like remembrance from that is the one lady who wouldn't get off the elevator. And as like a nine year old was like, fuck that lady, man. Like she's going to get someone killed. <laughs> but then that's foreshadowing about the, the guy who wouldn't, um, the guy from Ferris Bueller, um, wouldn't get off of the bus. And then that went wrong as, as you know, and the lady getting off the elevator that went off without, without a hitch. Um, I was, I, I know that actor he's see Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck will although always either be Cameron from Ferris Bueller or Connor from Succession to me. Like I, I don't even know his name. Now I do. It's I Alan do Ruck. Yeah. So I, I always remembered him. He was on the show Spin City, um, with uh Michael J. Fox, which was like mm-hmm. a hilarious show from the guy that did uh, Scrubs and who's now you know does Ted Lasso um bill lawrence and so like i that's like the first thing i ever saw him in and then ever after i was like it's a fucking spin city guy and everyone else is like you mean fucking cameron from ferris bueller and i was like ferris well bueller. yeah i had didn't see that until the pandemic so i was i was a little different than everyone else on that um the other thing that is like interesting about this movie is that the way it kind of structures showing you that Hopper is in like a different elevator. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. And then you kind of, you get to see like the police working and it's kind of satisfying. It's satisfying in like a totally nineties way where they're like, Oh no, he'd want to be around here. And we're like, yes, he is around here. Like go get him. (laughs) Okay. So, so a couple of things about that is one, I read somewhere that Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves relationship in the movie, their characters um, confuse a lot of people because people were like, so does the SWAT, does SWAT hire out people from the bomb squad? And does Jeff Daniels and Keanu Reeves characters, are they partners? Like when they're not doing this, like are they police partners somewhere else or are they like so familiarized with themselves on this SWAT team? They're just like buddies Right. And and it has to do there, there's a lot of different factors to it. But apparently, no, SWAT doesn't third party their men in. It's just the SWAT unit takes care of like a whole bunch of things, including um, 
like hostage situations and bomb threats, stuff like that. And and uh, they're just they're just on the SWAT team as a thing. But I could see the confusion because their relationship is almost like little brother, big brother um, the entire time. And so spoiler alert, when Jeff Daniels dies and you have it affecting Keanu Reeves, what I really like about his performance is it, it doesn't just affect you don't see that affecting him. Um, when he just pitches his fit, like his tantrum when it first happens, but for the rest of the movie, he holds that with him. And I just, I really like that about the movie. <laughs> when I saw Jeff Daniels in this, the only thing I knew Jeff Daniels from at the time was dumb and dumber, which I guess came out the same year. And seeing Jeff Daniels in dumb and dumber it took until I think I talked about this before. It took till 2011 in the in the lookout for me to realize that he was a good actor and oh, not just the like a comedic guy. For me, it was the squid and the whale. Uh, I think I saw the lookout first, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, no, he's like a phenomenal actor who, like, if you saw Dumb and Dumber first, you're like, oh, it's just this fucking well, so is- guy. So is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey in like the minor serious roles. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. His serious roles have not been minor. The few serious roles that he has been in, he does amazing in. It's just that Jim Carrey prefers to do more comedic roles, you know. But yeah, I I agree with you. Well, I mean, he's if you're so talented at something, right? Like just because you're really good at piano, if you're like, one of the best guitar players ever. You probably just fucking play the guitar. Right. Exactly. Stick with that. Um, I, there's a couple great lines in the beginning of this. And it's like, so we didn't even talk about like how they're, they hook up the elevator to a crane and then the crane like kind of rips off, but then it gets stuck. And so then like now they're, you know, Hopper has heard some things. And so he starts blowing and like the train, the, the elevator falls. And there's this one dude with like, maybe four or five lines in the beginning. But the only one I remember is like, usually the elevator falls down by now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was this, I know who you're talking about. It was this guy. And when they first get on the elevator, like the other guy hits the button and he goes, he goes, Hey, I already hit it before, but I'm glad you're making sure it works. Not, no. So that guy was an asshole, but I'm talking about, there was a cop that's like, usually it falls down by now. Oh, the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then also, but they're just standing right outside the elevator. And I just imagine the impact from that falling because it was on the 30th floor when it hits the free fall. Yeah. That that impact would have like, they couldn't be that fucking close to it. Like blown off the doors of the elevator. Yeah, someone would have definitely gotten hurt. Um, I like the story and how it ties into the ending of this whole sequence when Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels are talking about you got a guy going to an airplane with a hostage. What do you do? And you shoot the hostage. And it's like, you shoot the hostage. Like, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. And then he's like, well, what if we take, and it gives him the idea to take the hostages out of the situation. And, and so that's, you know, the cause of them hooking up the elevator. Cause it's like, at that point, it doesn't matter if it blows because the crane and the hook would catch the elevator. And I love how that ties into the end of the sequence where he has to end up shooting Jeff Daniels anyways. The, I think this is the first time watching this where I realized the like 
what do you do hot shot was like yeah. from Jeff Daniels saying it in the beginning and that like Hopper stole that from them saying it, which is like, how did he actually hear them say he, that? He has, he had mics. Okay. But like, I, okay. I guess this makes sense to me. Cause like he, the way he's acting in the elevator, it's like, he's like, is something going on there? Are they trying to do something? What are they doing? You know what I mean? Like acting kind of weird. And then he blows it when they start moving on it. So I was like, oh, he heard them try and do something. So that's why. But in reality, he's hearing them. Yes. But he's like, he's like, oh, you know, because they, uh, Keanu says to Jeff Daniels, like, oh, we should go in. And, and Jeff Daniels like, no, we were told to just hold tight. And so as long as they're holding tight, you know, Hopper's not going to blow it. Um, but then I love this- the I love the three minute jump, though. Where where he blows it three minutes early and Keanu Reeves is like, how much time did we have? And Jeff Daniels was like, son of a bitch, blue, blue early. Um, and then they're figuring out why he did that. I thought that was really cool. Well, and also, too, so you have the line about like 30 years, you know, you wanted to stay in this job 30 years and get like your pension and a gold watch. And then like later on, they show they show Hopper's hands after you see him alive doing something. Yeah. Like we think you think he possibly could have died, but the movie then tells you like right away. No, he didn't die. But when they show him again for the first time after the explosion, it starts with his hands and a gold watch, really shiny gold watch, and then pans up to him. And I think that's actually like fairly subtle. I mean, like I think people could have easily picked up on it, but it's like, I think you could have missed it too. Um, and then like the way it connects in the end, like with the, oh, you know, the bomb he's like, and he has a, you know, he has the watch on the bomb. And you're at, when, when they first say that, I was like, well, how is he going to, how is that going to mean anything to him? But the reason it, it, Jeff Daniels focuses on it is because he's like, bomb makers pick one bomb that they're comfortable with. And that's all they do. This guy keeps switching. So that's a thing. And then he thinks about the watch and that's how he like comes to the, right. you know, oh, it's this guy has to be like police related. Another thing before we move on from the elevator scene, because I think it's it's about time we do that, um, is that my wife is watching this with me and she hates gore, as you know, she just hates anything bloody and gory. And um, she's she's watching the people getting out of the elevator and she's <laughs> like, I are we about to see someone being chopped in half right now? And as, as much as that was a possibility, cause we didn't know anything about this movie. And I told her, I was like, this isn't even what the fucking movie is about. She's like, Oh my God. She's like, what is going to happen? We kept thinking like something tragic happens in this moment. That's going to like motivate Keanu Reeves to like get on the bus at the right. So we keep like hypothesizing what could happen, what could happen. So even due to the risk of someone being absolutely cut in half by this elevator falling, she could not look away, which is saying something. No, I mean, I I think that's kind of the whole point of the movie. You know, we we decided for August because we did some blockbusters last year that we needed to boot blockbusters. And like, you know, the fact that this movie had a tiny budget with you know, Keanu was coming off of Point Break, but the studio didn't think he was bankable. Um, 
Sandra Bullock was still kind of pretty early in her career. And so, you know, for this thing, it had to be this like this type of movie that you can't look away from. I saw I've seen this movie like 10 times. I haven't seen it in a while, but like I like thoroughly enjoyed the watch today. It wasn't it didn't feel like an assignment for for the purpose of this podcast. I was like, this movie's just <laughs> fucking awesome. It's like, yeah, it it's kind of like underrated in how good of a blockbuster it is. You know what I mean? Because there are like so many good ones from the 90s. That's that this one sort of gets lost a little bit. You say that. And yet. I just remember, like, I feel like this movie is recommended a lot. I've seen it on Twitter, like circulating the the film Twitter and recommendation for for high impact, high octane action movies. I feel like speed is a name that gets thrown around quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's good. So, I mean, so let's move on, right? So they get the medal of, of valor. Um, they get awarded the medal of valor and Jeff Daniels has to now play the guy in the chair for the rest of the movie. Cause Keanu Reeves shot him in the leg. Um, let me ask you something. Why? At, when they're at the bar with the rest of their, their team after the, metal ceremony why is everyone giving jeff daniels like oh you did it you figured it out you're the best you're the smartest i'm like fuck it. and then even dennis hopper for like the rest of the movie is like uh jack you're so stupid maybe you can grow a brain while you're under that bus or like i'm smarter than you jack or jack you're so dumb jack is the one who figures out the whole fucking thing in the beginning he's the one who figures out that dennis Hopper's still in the building He's the one who figured who basically saved um, uh, his partner. I forget um, Jeff Daniels name. character. It's, it's Harry, which is so confusing because Dumb and Dumber came out the same year and he is also Harry in that. So like when I was taking my notes, I kept saying to myself, Harry, but I was hearing Jim Carrey say it. And I was like, that's not his fucking name. And then I was like, oh, shit, that is his fucking it name. It is his name. Yeah. So, you know, he shoots Harry in the leg and he saves him and he's the one who figures out that Dennis Hopper's in the elevator. So I don't understand why they underestimate him so much. Like everyone underestimates him so much in this film. Is it is it the way he says man? Is it because he's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Actually, the first one wasn't bad. The second one, not as great. I think it's because they're playing characters that are like, he's the hot young cowboy hotshot and jeff daniels is the old guy brains and like that's just like who they are in this so i don't think it's like i don't think it's any deeper than than just like they're playing their characters and like you're the you're the dumb guy and you're the smart guy and like that's the way it is Yeah, but do you do you agree with me that that if it wasn't for jack the whole fucking elevator thing would have been gone awry well, he's the one who decides we need to hook it up. He's yeah. the one who's like, this guy's going to blow it no matter what. Like, exactly. No, yeah, he he does. I also think he just like, is like, I'll let him and his, you know, him and his partner love each other, right? Like, they're really tight. So I think he's doesn't care that this dude is getting the credit because it's like they're bros. Like, it, it just doesn't matter to him. No, I know he doesn't care. That's never like a plot point, like a rivalry thing. That doesn't happen. But I'm just saying from the perspective of the movie 
you would think it would be the other way around. Or at least Jeff Daniels character, Harry, would be like, hey, my bro did a lot of this work. But no, I mean, he fucking just sees like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Um, the other thing- got shot. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. And and I guess that's why that's why it makes a lot of sense. Um, so Keanu Reeves has a buzz cut in this movie. He does. And the film, the the studio actually was so upset uh, that they were like, we're going to halt production until he can grow his hair back. And then the director was like, no, we're not doing that. And I think he looks really good with this cut. I think it really works for the character. And and I think I think it kind of just shows you how stupid studios are. They're like, we hired the guy from Point Break because that's like we want the juice he has coming off of that movie. Right. They can't even recognize the dude from point break and he was an FBI agent there and now he's a cop. So like the hair work, the hair plays. Um, I think yeah. that was, but I, yeah, no, he, he looks good with short hair. He looks good with long hair. Like, you know, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we can move on next to the, what's funny is like, so it cuts from, uh, the penguin exploding himself to the award ceremony. And, it's then the next day after the award ceremony that the bus ex- bus explodes. And so the way the way the movie does it is like it almost feels like the bus the bus happens the day after the elevator. But no, like a couple weeks passed, maybe right. even a month or two until the award ceremony. And then the day after the award ceremony is when the bus happens. Right. And no, I mean, I understood that, but I could also see how. people Did you get it? Did you get it? You understood it? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, I like how that set up too, and it's just weird that that Keanu Reeves' character is just friends with this random bus driver. Um, but whatever. Yeah, if you're friends with Keanu, like, chances are, something bad could happen to you, like in this movie. So, I mean, the whole setup of how he gets on the bus, because you know it's coming, and I feel like even if you don't, <laughs> even if you're back in 1994 watching this movie for the first time in theaters you know the bus is coming. And then I think they're just setting up this bus driver being like, oh, is that the bus? Is that the bus he's going to get on? And then it blows up. And then you're like, well, okay, so that's not the bus. And then very quickly, let me ask you, how many times has a payphone ever like rang next to you? And you're like, oh, that's for me. Well, it kind of shows you the level of detail. He like he had to stalk Keanu's character for weeks to figure out that he was friends with this bus driver, that he got coffee at this place and that like this would work this way. Yeah. Um, so the level of detail is great. Although apparently if you watch the bus exploding, you can see it being pulled by the car in front of it, which I didn't notice. Um, I didn't notice when I was nine. I didn't notice now. And um, yeah, but I think like that, that setup is, is cool. But the phone call with Hopper and Keanu is really cool right afterwards where he's like, he's like, tell me which bus he's like you think i'm gonna tell you which bus and he's like yeah i do and he's like good boy all right and he's like here are the rules <laughs> yeah yeah because like I, fuck I, it why do why do we have to beat around the bush if you figure this out he's like let's set up the movie right now this is the rest of the movie yeah and i mean it, it absolutely makes no sense on why they would hide the identity of which bus it would be i mean the whole crux of the thing is he he wants him to get on the bus and and uh to chase the bus and I think getting on the bus is so great, right? It's like he's he 
finds it in the traffic and then he runs up on it and he's trying to get on. Did you know him hitting the glass and like the glass breaking was an accident, but they were just like, leave it. That's awesome. I mean, it kind of feels that way, right? Like, cause otherwise you're just like, you'd have a director who's like, all right, we got to set up these little, like this little explosive to like take out the glass when he hits it. Or you're like telling your, your actor like, Hey, hit this hard enough. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also interesting too, is like the, the movie kind of, it plays with the tension of like, Oh, Sandra Bullock is missing the bus. And then, but she flags it down and it stops for her. Cause they all know her and you're like, Oh, how unlucky that you're like friends with all these people. And then we find out later that like she has tickets. It's the only reason she's on the bus. Cause like one of the other ladies is like, I hate driving. And Sandra Bullock is like, I love driving. I absolutely love it. I just really wish, <laughs> I, really wish I wasn't here with you right now, Helen. And then, and, and so, um, it, it also plays with the suspense that you see the bus reaching 50 miles per hour but then like slowing down and then once it goes above 50 miles an hour and i was thinking what is jack's game plan at this point the bus is obviously going over 50 miles an hour he's gonna tell the driver there's a bomb on your bus and not expect the driver to immediately slam on the brakes what what i think is interesting is like the machinations of this movie to get him on the bus but it be above 50 right because if it never reaches 50, then the bus just kind of sits there. Like if he could get to. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Dennis Hopper's plan would fail immediately if he could have gotten to the bus before he got to 50. Right. So the movie has to write is like sort of written itself in a corner of like, what do we do? So he's driving up there. He almost gets on the bus, but now right. he's not in his car. So then he commandeers a car with the guy, the who guy, can drive the car for him. The guy that comment that he commandeers the car from is amazing. I love his character. Uh, did you read the thing about how like he lost his license like two days before this? And so like he's driving this illegally, like his whole job on this set is to drive this car, you know, to be in this car. Oh, scene. I, that's for, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did read something. I read also that Sandra Bullock had to get her bus license to be able to, yeah, to do this. operate the bus. And she passed it on her first, her first attempt. I'm sure that's a big, a big thing. She still tells people to this day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they, <laughs> Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock just goes around and her like Oscar winner, Oscar winner, licensed uh, bus driver, licensed bus driver, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is, so they then have to get him in this car with this guy so that he can jump over. And and you're right. Like he, he throws what's funny, too, is so he he writes the sign that like, hey, the bomb on the bus. So the guy starts to slow down. That sign like hits the window. All the people on the bus should be able to see that sign. I think they do. Well, no, because so then he jumps on the bus. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Because he's, he tells everyone eventually and they're all shocked. Yeah. The camera pans to every single person's face. Like, huh? What? Um, one thing we skipped before we like get back to this is uh, I never noticed as a kid how like hard it was to watch Alan Ruck hitting on Sandra Bullock. And this time I was just like, oh, this is so gross, man. And then she's like, oh, I sat in gum. Do you want to touch my my gum? Ugh. Like, apparently, I, I this is like the most fun facts we ever read about a movie ever. But apparently that's the whole... you're not you're not allowed to read fun facts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the gum thing was improv by Sandra Bullock because the director was like, how are we going to get her out of this situation? And Sandra Bullock's like, I have this thing I do with the gum. 
to get out of like awkward situations. And they were like, great. That sounds amazing. Sandra Bullock's just going to be cute. And that's what she's going to do. It's like, ooh, gum, gum. <laughs> um, so now he is on the bus. And oh, this next part, man. I What I love, too, about this, though, is um, at the same time, Jeff Daniels is finding out about this. And then his boss comes in and he's like, dude, the guy's back. Where's Jack? And he's like, where do you fucking think Jack is? Like, he's already on this. Yeah. Um, which I just think is so funny. Like, it's it's not a funny movie, but the like his line delivery is great on that. There's definitely some comedic parts. Um, what part was one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen is the random fucking guy pulling out a gun on Keanu Reeves and, and then Keanu Reeves pulls the gun on him and he's like, it's okay, man. It's okay. We're all cool here. That's when the surfer, the surfer came out and you're just like, put it back, Keanu, like put it back. (laughs) Well, you have to, you have to get, once again, they have to get Sandra Bullock to drive the bus. And so, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? You shoot the bus driver. Yeah, exactly. I think originally he was supposed to have a heart attack. And then I also did you, uh, there's this, um, the original script had that the bus couldn't go above 20 miles per hour, which also just makes for a terrible movie because Keanu gets on the bus and he's like, you're at, you're at 18, hit the brakes. <laughs> and then the bus just stops and they run off. Yeah. At that point, the movie was just called Slow. <laughs> yeah so um the bus driver gets shot and the he takes the gun away from the guy and then he's just like all right we got to stay above 50 and all the pe- <laughs> like all the people are like get mad at him and he's just like like ruck says something to him the other white guy says something to him he's just like what the fuck do you guys want me to do like we're just doing what we're doing like this is where we're at. And i think the one guy's like you expect us to believe there's a we can't go below, below 50 and it's just like just throw these guys off the bus. But then the whole bus would blow up if that happens. Um, what What's funny now is like, okay, so he gets shot and then Sandra Bullock has to drive the bus. And she's doing well so far. Like the police are, are you. And I, what what's so great about this movie and what does keep the tension high is that every time everything is going well, there's always something coming up that fucks everything up. And so like Sandra Bullock is, is driving the bus. She's keeping it above 50. Everyone's following the rules. The police are on their way. They're like wary of the situation. They're trying to figure out how to handle it. And then you have like the, um, the traffic, right? I think the traffic is their first obstacle. And they're like, we have to get off the exit, but you can't go under 50. And so Sandra Bullock just fucking sideswiping like 30 cars down the exit. Um, and then you have the children and then you have the baby, which is not a baby in the in the carriage. They have all these things that are just like ridiculous. But it, like, of course, it happens in that moment to them. Well, so that baby scene is probably one of like the most memorable scenes from this movie besides like the jump. Yeah. Like that part of it. Um, I like this time when it happened and she's like freaking out and like, I don't know if it's cause like I have... crying. Yeah. I like choked up when afterwards and he's like, it's cans. Like I was like it like that. That is like a very, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a little cheap to like, Oh, we killed a baby. Just kidding. No, we didn't. Yeah. Um, 
but you also get the laugh afterwards when the lady who's like has the cans is like cursing at them i you know though like maybe it's a little bit of a ridiculous situation but quite recently i've seen a homeless man pushing a baby carriage full of liquor bottles so it's not it's not so out there would you say this is the point I was about to make? Would you say though that that lady looked a little too made up to be homeless? Well, they really made you. They really did in the sense that m- making the audience think there was a baby in there. I mean, she was talking to someone who didn't look homeless. She herself, in fact, did not look homeless. Like they really fucking wanted you to think a baby was in there. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing that I think is really funny right before this part is. He hands the phone to Ruck to relay as he looks under the bus and he's talking to Harry. <laughs> yeah. And Ruck is just like very calm and cool and deadpan. And then at, at one point, I think uh, Keanu says, fuck. And, and he's like, oh, no, uh, something's up. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. thought the, the line delivery on that was great. Um, so, yeah, we, we've kind of now to the point where they need to get back on the 105. Um And they take that wide turn. And I like that she's like, we're going to tip over. He's like, no, we're not. And then he looks, he's like, we are going to tip over. Everyone, like, everyone get over. And, you know, they do the fucking turn and it works. Um, (laughs) There's also another funny line from Ruck where he just goes to this old lady and is like, or older lady. I don't want to say old lady, but older lady. And is like, you can throw up if you want. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) it's fun okay so i know you haven't seen succession but you always imagine alan ruck in these and i don't know what he was like in spin city you said spin city he was uh a bit of a lecherous man um very put out an air of self-confidence but didn't but you know underneath it was all a facade oh interesting um i i always think of him as cameron from ferris bueller's day off right so him being this kind of this like cocky guy being like i guess it's closer to to what you're used to seeing him in but i always wondered why he was cast in in the connor role in succession because it plays the opposite of what he is as cameron and ferris bueller but watching this i could see the link because because here he's not as douchebaggy, but he's still a douchebag. Um, so it's his progression through the years. It's just I feel like he's he's getting like these kind of roles where he's like more and more of an asshole. So um, this movie was originally written by Graham Yost. It was rewritten uncredited by Joss Whedon. Right. And originally Ruck's character was supposed to be just kind of an asshole and then he gets killed in the end. He doesn't make it off the bus. And then Whedon rewrote it to where he's kind of a nice guy, sort of goofy, whatever. And but he doesn't make it off the bus and he dies. And then when they filmed it, they're just like, no, everyone pretty much everyone lives, although a lot of people die. But, um, you know, not <laughs> a lot of people die. Not as many that we I'm glad care about, you know, who I'm glad who died. Helen. I, I have no regret of Helen dying. It's pretty fucked up, man. Pretty fucked yeah. up. And I like the setup too of her death too, because you're you're on this like you have these rules. No one is allowed to get off the bus, but the cops don't know that, right? So all the cops come up and they have this like perfect way to get everyone off the bus safely. 
Um, and then Dennis Hopper calls and he's like, hey, Jack, I see that you're trying to get people off the bus. Uh, have you forgotten our rule? And and Jack's like, no, man. And he's like, no, man. And, and he has to tell the chief of police. He's like, hey, we can't get anyone off the bus. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous and that I'm fucking everything over. But we actually can't get these people off the bus. Um, and so what I'm talking about the setup is that Helen was that's her name, right? Helen. I'm not misremembering. Yes. Okay. It is Helen. Helen sees the doors open and she sees the opportunity to get off the bus. And you hear the SWAT team guys being like, come on, ma'am. Like, let me help you. I'm like, are they dumb? Did they just not hear that if one person gets off the bus, they'd blow the whole bus? Like, the SWAT team should be like, ma'am, stand back. Ma'am, go back to the thing. Right? And then... But but also the setup where he 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 looks under the bus at this point, right? He opens the hatch and he sees the bomb and he sees that there's three different types of detonation and you don't know why. And then when Helen tries to get off the bus and the doors explode, sending her like down and out, um, that's when you understand the different types of bombs. And I thought that was really cool yeah it um it's also just like a a kind of a nice like it like you think like oh shit because he hits a button he's like you know fuck you guys how why are you trying to do this and you so you it's a fake out that like really it makes sandra bullock think that they're dead it makes you kind of think like oh they're about to die and so i think it's just it's a it's a nice little bit one of the things the director said was that like he wishes he had had all the passengers try and get off because he just thinks it would have been more realistic that they all would have been freaked out enough to try and like, you know, if you jump real quick, it doesn't matter if the bus explodes. So it's kind of like a, every, you know, every man, woman for themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I never really, well, thought- I mean, what would it, what would happen? Keanu Reeves has to pull out his gun and like hold them all at gunpoint. He's just like, guys, we can't do this. He's going to blow it. He can, he can see us because of the planes. the The planes flying around is so smart too, because it it like helicopters. Yeah. The re, the re, yeah. Sorry. The reveal at the end with the camera is just so. Good. I also remember that being such a huge plot point, and it's like three minutes of the movie where we, as the audience, know about the camera, and he like works it for his like benefit. So it's just kind of funny, like how much of the movie I thought was like, oh, that camera, and it's like not. Um, and I, I love just the, the luckiness of the setup where they're like putting it on the loop, which I don't even know if that would have worked. Like, how did they broadcast it back to him on on the loop, I guess. But they said it was um, a channel that like it was that they could. They, they I mean, they made it seem like they found it. I like made the- it seem like they. So, yeah, I know they made it seem. But what I was saying is that they're just lucky that when they switched it over, he was in the bathroom. He didn't notice the switch over. Yeah, he had a, he'd been holding it for a while. He's an older guy. He's just like, you know, he yeah. had, to, had to make it happen. We are now at the freeway jump. And I'm obviously the most iconic part of the movie, apparently not even in the original script. And the director just thought it would be cool. I had always just thought that like people like, oh, you know, Mythbusters, this is impossible. Like this could have never happened. But apparently the, the reason it couldn't have happened is like when you're watching it this time as an adult, you're like, well, there's no ramp there. They're driving right. like in a straight. Yeah, there's driving like, in a straight thing. incline and it just yeah. fucking pops. It fucking pops. And then it's not like the the completed side of the highway is lower. It's on the same level. Right. 
and apparently how they did this is like they took a bus, they put it up to 70 miles an hour, about a mile back, and they actually had to go off a ramp. What was funny, though, that I read is that it jumped so successfully that the cameras weren't set up to like properly shoot it in frame. So if you watch it, it, it literally go it goes so high, it goes out of frame. And apparently upon landing, it like crashes into a couple other cameras that was supposed to get like different angles to it. But they were like, yeah, it's whatever. But um, that bus, I don't know if you know this, David, that blood, that bus jumped 190 feet. I think it was 109. Um, oh, was it 190? E- either way, I think for, it's 190. It doesn't matter. It's well over the 50 that it needed. <laughs> so like, it's not, you know, I mean, it just... The fact is, and you can kind of tell there's a ramp because like the bus sort of juts up at a point, like when it goes. Um, but it is, it is just kind of funny that like, I think for most of my life I was like, oh, this could never have happened. And then it's like, well, it did happen. It just, it just needed that ramp. You know what I mean? So, um, and honestly, honestly, I don't, I don't give a shit whether or not it could have worked or not you know what i mean no, like, it looked cool it looked cool i liked it that's like really like what, what you don't want that um no it's awesome and it, it also it's like a whole it's a total like i would only say that i mean nitpicking it i would only say that it looks like the bus went over like went up on a ramp when it didn't but I mean, how else are you supposed to get that? And the fact that they didn't CGI it, the fact that they actually did it, I mean, kudos to them. Well, the I guess the director really loved, like, hated CGI and really loved, like, trying to make it look as realistic as possible. He was, you know, if he could use, like, miniatures, he would have done that instead, so. The the title sequence, the opening title sequence? Is a, miniature. A, a, min, a miniature. It was, like, 85 foot of elevator shaft built off of a model and then like a dolly camera going down it which i thought was cool yeah no i mean it is i it it was cool for 96 i don't know how cool i thought it was today Uh, dude but it's so long and then the fact that like they revealed and disappeared the names dependent like every time there was like scaffolding and the fact that you could only do that with every other scaffolding makes it so long yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely too too long. <laughs> I love the next part of this movie is probably just as great as the rest of it. So they're they see the airport, he's like, make a fucking sharp turn. This bus can, apparently can never tip over. And right. <laughs> I love Alan Ruck like, I'm going to the airport. I've already seen the airport. And then Ortiz is just like, Wow. <laughs> Um, calling Ortiz Gigantor throughout the whole film just seems really fucking mean. Well, I don't know if you were aware of this, but, um, this was like in the research, but he's really fucking huge. So it just kind of made sense. I guess. I mean, I guess you don't really notice that on, on, in the movie that he's like much larger than everyone else. Well, whatever. Did you know that instead of LAX, it was supposed to end in a Dodger stadium? I did. Yeah, that's another fun fact you read, that's isn't another, it? That's another fun fact I read. And then the director was like, that's going to be boring. We have to we have to do an airport. That'll be more exciting. Because well, it's also- like it's the difference of the difference of driving around Dodger Stadium for an hour versus driving around LAX for an hour. But it also 
LAX just solves a huge issue for you about how do you get the cameras not showing it anymore, right? Because you think that the cameras, the 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 helicopters are what's like letting him see what you're doing, right? So oh yeah yeah, and you can't have helicopters over LAX, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dodger stadiums probably can have helicopters. Um, so this part is is pretty interesting. It's. <laughs> I love at the end of it when fucking Sandra Bullock is just like, did you think things weren't like complicated enough? You had to make it tougher on yourself because he fucking stabs the gas. But they get into the airport. They're just driving around. And we're just basically on like on easy street right now. And uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to get off. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, you're going to leave us? And um, and Gigantor is like, I would. <laughs> and then also well, later, he's, he's like he's off jerking off somewhere and she's like hey get behind the yellow line like what are you talking before what's so funny too it's like he looks back at them like in a i'm coming back for you guys sort of thing but for me he was just looking at sandra bullock and then he gets off the bus and i was like thinking like he tells all his cop friends he's like give me the fuck out of here <laughs> just i'm done <laughs> give me the hell out of here no but he's like later on he goes up to like everyone who made it at the end of the movie and they're like wow you came back for us and then he goes he's like yeah you're lucky one of you is so f- smoking hot <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he actually says that but it's what it, it's with his eyes exactly. um yeah, well, I don't even think he planned on coming back. I think it just worked well, he out. He wanted to go under and diffuse it and then be done with it, right? Yeah, he was going to go under and then like, yeah, I mean, he I don't I don't know that the plan was to go back. Um and at the same time, Jeff Daniels in the wings has been figuring out, you know, who is this person and he gets it and he drives over to this house and for some reason even with the fucking shot up leg, Jeff Daniels is like, I'll be the one to go in there um and of course that's a bad idea it's a trap and apparently they uh paid five thousand dollars to blow up that house and then had to rebuild it so the guy you know just what's crazy the the airplane that they blow blow up at the end of this movie only cost them eighty eighty thousand dollars that's interesting this i'm just saying like this budget is so low like you, you couldn't make this movie for thirty five million bucks nowadays. Well, nowadays you're just not making a movie because there's a strike. But, um, <laughs> so he gets off the bus, goes under it, machinations ensue, and then he actually ends up back on the bus. And now we are running out of gas. How does the tire pop? Is it because they went over the fence for LA? Oh, yeah, that's right. They went yeah, over the, the opposite way in LAX. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they go over the opposite way. So then he realizes the camera thing. They do like a one minute loop. And he's like, it's only one minute. And he's like, that's pretty much all, all we, we fucking have. So um, they. Uh, he uses that to get them off without Dennis Hopper knowing. And then we have him get off and he slides all the way into the dirt with Sandra Bullock. So I heard that uh, Keanu Reeves did like most of his stunts. Um, And then I'm curious if Sandra Bullock did that stunt with him. I would think not, but maybe. Um, But I have to say that is badass. Like, 
hooking up the thing, sliding out with her. It's so fucking cool. And then the bus, like, going through the the hangar, keeps going, <laughs> and um, crashes into that cur- courier. And I like how it's, it, it, like, obviously it has courier on the side, so we know that, like, no, no one died during that crash. We even see the guy towing the bu- the plane like get out after the explosion just just to hone in on the fact that no one died you know i thought um except helen yeah i read somewhere that in order to have like a even when you're taxing a plane at least one person has to be on it so like at least one person would have died in real life on that plane anyway um which would put the body count i guess at like 14 um, I think the way the bus kind of goes through the hangar too. Why 14? I'm not going to count it for you. They said 14 people died. I'm I'm just trying to... Helen died. He saved the rest of the people. No one died in the elevator. Jeff Daniels died. Other cops may have died. Oh, maybe like other cops within the, within the, the house. The fucking house exploded. Yeah. But... The bus going through the hangar, the way it hits the plane, like all that is like really cool. And then you're like, oh, wait, we have 20 minutes left in this movie. And the thing that I noticed this time for the first time is like, why the fuck are you taking Sandra Bullock near? That makes no sense. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. And I was so mad at the film because I noticed there was 20 minutes left and I noticed that they were going over to the thing and I noticed Sandra Bullock was in there. And also the fact that they didn't kiss yet. I was like, there's nothing going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up and they're going to put Sandra Bullock sweetheart in danger. And I'm not happy about it. Uh, There's a couple good lines, too, from the captain where he's like, I might be a nice guy and let you have the rest of the day off. And then he's like, hey, this guy wants his money. He's like, I'll tell him where to get his fucking money. And then he's like, hey, he doesn't know. Um, but then they set up this money. Oh, yeah. Fucking Hopper notices that the thing's gone, that the, the plane exploded. He's like, no, no. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, because the loop, the loop. Um, He notices the purse. The, the purse, yeah. Fucking lady. But then, then... They're sitting there and like, yeah, we've got it. He's, you know, we've got it marked. He can't oh, he notices the snipers. He notices the snipers. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about Keanu's in there. He's like, this isn't right. And they're like, dude, we have him. We have him locked down. Like, he can't get this money. He's like, dude, watch the bag. He's like, why would I, we watch the bag? And it's like, wait, why were you not watching it? <laughs> like, what were we doing here? Oh, we just had to flick this button. And he's like, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And then he climbs down there and he's like, freeze, motherfucker, like hot shot. Tell me this. Turn around. And you can see it's the outline of Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to say real quick a couple of things. There's a creepy mannequin in the back of Dennis Hopper's place this entire time wearing a uniform. And the fact that he comes down wearing that uniform to like trick Sandra Bullock into coming with him, I thought was great. But the part that of this movie that I literally dropped my jaw and I was like, oh, shit, was when Keanu Reeves takes off the trash and reveals the hole blown into the sewer system. I was shook, David. I was like, that is so fucking smart. 
because how else is he going to get his money? Yeah, no, it is. And he just immediately like knows it too. When Keanu looks down there, he's like, ah, shit. Um, and then we end up on a subway. So we have been on an elevator mm-hmm. and a bus and a car and now. And now, oh yeah. And now a subway. And, um, somehow Keanu gets on. I love the way instead of like climbing on the back. So he has like plenty of times to like break the window or shoot it out or whatever. He gets on the side so that he has to open these doors or he's going to get fucking clattered into the side of the wall, like railing. <laughs> he gets in. And then, but then immediately decides, oh no, I'll just get Climb on the top roof. of it. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll have this light almost hit me. That'll come up later. <laughs> there's a, there's a, fu- oh, man. Okay, hold on. Before we get to that, there's this part where um, Dennis Hopper just fucking shoots the uh, railman, the train conductor. And so it forces the train. And so then they're like, hey, the train, the, the, the rest of the SWAT team patches into the train radio and they're like hey the train is headed to a non-finish part of the rail and it's almost like again again like can't they fucking figure out how to like finish a fucking highway finish a fucking rail system here's here's what i don't understand when they look at the map they're heading to the end of the line and it doesn't it seem redundant to you that they're heading to some place that's not finished Versus why didn't they just say, hey, you're you're heading to the end of the line? What's well, the end of the line because it's not finished? No, but I'm, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that in train stations and subways, there are end of the lines. There's just it is finished. It's just the end of the line and then it backs up. Right. It, OK. That, so instead of being repetitive and being like, oh, another thing is unfinished. I wonder why they decided to go that way and not just like, Hey, you're at the end of the line. I mean, I don't know. So that he could go through a curve instead. And like, you know, like to, to have like the construction tracks. Yeah. I don't know. The construction workers there. I don't know. Why don't you rewrite the script, buddy? I don't know what to tell you. I will. I will rewrite the script. Um, so it's a plethora of things that happen in this moment, right? Like Dennis Hopper handcuffs her to the pole of the, of the train and then the conductor dies and they're going way too fast. I love this part where it's like she puts the bomb, the bomb jacket on her and then he has her hold the the dead man switch. And I was just thinking like he's showing her how to use it. And I really thought she was going to like grab his hand as Keanu Reeves shot him and the, and like they would both work to figuring how to stop him. But that's not, that's not how it went at all. Like, I didn't feel like the setup was there. Well, I felt like, yeah, once she had a hold of it, I think the movie's trying to do that, right? Like, Oh, she has a hold of it. So now Hopper can get shot and she'll just have it. But you know, but Keanu Reeves is on the fucking roof. So, well, and they wanted to sort of trick you, but then also you realize afterwards that once like, that one of them is holding the kill switch, they can just pull the plug at the back of the vest and it won't work anymore. Um, but Keanu's on top. Hopper's like, hey, can I bribe you? And then <laughs> pulls out his money and realizes there's a die pack, because of course there is. And then just starts shooting. And then fucking Dennis Hopper over here is like, let me climb on top of this somehow. They don't show you how it's done, because I doubt he actually could. He sneaks up on him. 
sneaks up on him, starts beating him with the dead man switch. And is like, don't touch it. And then he's like, he's like, I'm smarter than you, but I'm taller. And like puts him up, which I don't understand what I'm taller means. I, it, I didn't make sense to me either. That's what Keanu came up with. And then apparently the the head that they were going to use was so like lifelike and realistic that it was too disgusting. So they just showed it from the back. And then he gets down and she's like, what happened? Oh, he lost his head. Yeah. In the most like lighthearted situation you could ever believe possible. Let's make a joke in this moment. And so then they uh, apparently the switch to turn off the to stop the train, like the the emergency brake has been hit. Apparently there's no dead man switch to stop the train. So they're just going to run through and wait, wait, wait. First, they come up with the brilliant idea that, oh, we have to jump the rail. And the only way we can jump the rail is if we just go faster. That's not first. That's after they realize they can't break it, which is what I was about to say. No, but I I mean, but where's the logic in that? I'm like, you're going to jump the rail. And you're going to go faster. I know I was pointing. I was pointing out that you interrupted me so that you could say it. (laughs) Oh, I know. But I want to. I just I'm aware. No, no, no. Uh, they know too so instead of yes hitting the end of the line and she's like keanu you can leave and he's like no we're just gonna go faster and so fucking run like he pushes it as fast as it can go and then just holds her tightly and they just gingerly the train pops up onto the pavement in front of like the chinese theater and like tips over so she's on top of him and now i was thinking in this moment she pretty much has to sleep with him you know because of the implication right and he saved her life yeah and then he's like oh i don't know relationships built on like traumatic events don't do really well and she was like all right well ours will just be built on sex i was like oh my god like has anyone been more attractive in this moment than Sandra Bullock? And I don't think the answer is like probably not. Probably not. Although I love to think that the people who are just like walking by on the Walk of Fame sees this train, this subway car pop up from the fucking hellscape and land on the street of streets of L.A., go by it and like fucking giggle at them making out. I just want one guy to be like, is that is that Keanu Reeves? Sandra Bullock? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I um, I saw the thought that like, I would just like, we're not even waiting for the LAPD. We're just catching a cab back to one of our places, like right then and there. Or just like in the middle of the subway, in the middle of the street, like who knows? I think that's what they did. So, you know, like Matrix came out five years after this and the projection of Keanu Reeves' career is kind of wild though, right? Like he's... He was in a bunch of like little things. I guess Point Break, you would say, was his big break. And then he did this movie, which he was still barely, you know, not really like anyone's first choice for this role. And then I think it was the directors. But yeah. And then The Matrix, which Will Smith was supposed to take. God, that would have been crazy. That that would have been a totally different movie. Will Smith, like, obviously has had an amazing career. And, you know, he had that run of, like, $100 million movies, like, years and years in a row. But, like, just some huge movies that he just decided not to do. The Matrix and then Django. Um, 
Would've he decided crazy. not to do it? Yeah, yeah. He passed on both those. Well, okay. So, I mean, but Keanu Reeves was always known as Bill and Ted um, before he kind of did this escalation of his career. I'm, I was looking up what he did between Matrix and Speed. And right off the bat, the only thing I could find is uh, Devil's Advocate. Where he does just a, a horrible accent. Um, so one final thing before we end, um, I found this really cool thing that Harry was originally supposed to be played by Ed Harris. And in that version, he was going to be the bad guy. Really? Oh, that's yeah, it was cool. going to be a trick like your your partner this whole time has been um you know i kind of like that i kind of like that honestly well i'm not going to spoil this movie but apparently that was used in a different movie by the same writer so maybe i'll tell you that after and you can go watch that movie because you don't care about movies being spoiled for you so i might have even seen it i might have even seen it who knows but i will say that um during this time the success of white men can't jump was so great that they thought about casting wesley snipes and uh um woody harrelson as harry and jack i can't shake my head hard enough at you just sneaking a fun fact at the end of this fucking one last one last fun fact um this movie's awesome uh i think it's a little underrated at this point and it's fucking awesome i i yeah i mean i agree i would suggest whoever has not seen speed um, whoever has been thinking of seeing speed, but then holding off like me, <laughs> don't just watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on, uh, Tubi. just go watch it and enjoy. It's, it's fucking fantastic. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I finally watched. This is David and this is Alon and I finally watched speed.